0: It's the right time for Western Oklahoma. And good morning. Welcome to our program. We're going to go directly now to the Lieutenant Governor, Matt Pinnell, who's on the program today. Good morning, Governor. Welcome to our program.
1: Hey, good morning. Thanks for having me, guys.
0: Well, we appreciate you taking the time to... To, to join us this morning and right off the, the top of the list, I guess, kind of you, you were a big part of the national scene in the Republican Party for for a while there. Uh, what's your reaction to the New Hampshire primary? and What's going on at this particular point?
1: Yeah, I listen, I, I think uh, <clears throat> Donald Trump um, is as close to being the presumptive nominee for the Republican Party as you as you probably can be this morning. Uh, I I know there's a long way to go and a a lot of people that have not voted yet. uh, But uh, looking at the polling numbers in South Carolina and some of those other early states, it looks like Trump uh, has a pretty healthy margin in in most, if not all, of those states. So I I think you're looking at a rematch uh, right now between Donald Trump and Joe Biden uh, this uh, this November. So what? What uh,
0: the issue? I guess are some of these outstanding indictments, uh, legal issues that Trump's facing. What effect do you think? Obviously, it's not affecting his vote. Maybe even bolstering
1: it. I, but yeah, what do you what, yeah.
0: What's that going to mean?
1: You know, timing is is uh, is everything there. Um, I, you know, a lot of these lawsuits are not going to be uh, finalized. Uh, court rulings. Some, th- th- a few of them. There, there could be a few court rulings. But some of the larger the Georgia cases uh, that uh, uh, they believe are criminal cases. Uh, I, I'm not sure those those are finalized before the November election. Um, so y- y- you're not going to have a lot of clarity there. And to your point, Harold, a, a lot of these cases, uh, it's only helping him in the polls. Uh, so uh, it uh, certainly is is I, I don't believe something that we've we've seen uh, in, in, uh, in U S history before what we're kind of dealing with here, um, uh, with our president uh, in as many of these trials. And, and I'll, I'll say there too, uh, some of these trial cases, certainly there is, uh, uh there, there is evidence, uh, in, in a lot of these cases, I think you have a lot of American people kind of, uh, rolling their eyes or, or saying, I, I can't believe, uh, they're, they're still after him on that. Uh, so, I think post november uh certainly if uh if Trump pulls this off uh it could get very interesting uh with some- per- potential presidential pardons if he wins in november
0: so that that's out there as a possibility it's kind of just, I, it's, I've never seen anything like this in my in yeah. my time I, I'm thinking back to Nixon and you know Watergate, and what he did there was yeah. at least to some people don't feel as it was as offensive as some of the things that that uh, they claim that that uh, trump has done.
1: Yeah, and this race is starting to feel a whole lot more like 2016 uh, than than uh, 2020 uh, because he can run as the outsider in a lot of ways uh, with these lawsuits and and attacks. Um, uh, He's very good at running as an outsider. uh, And and so in in a lot of ways, these lawsuits, as you said, is bolstering him in the polls and and allowing him to run as the outsider like he did in 2016.
0: A lot of people I talk to, they'll support Trump now, but many of them were hoping for maybe a younger candidate. Uh, I'm talking about Republicans now, at least.
1: Yeah. Yeah, I I mean, I think we're going to – that's what's also going to be really interesting here is that I I think this presidential race, it's going to be very clear who our nominees are very soon, And you're going to have a lot of American people that are going to be able to digest this (laughs) maybe earlier than they thought on, oh, okay, this actually is going to happen. Uh, This is going to be a rematch. Uh, And it's going to give uh, voters, Republicans, Democrats and independents alike a lot to think about uh, before primaries. Uh, You know, again, Super Tuesday, it could be very clear uh, it could be a very clear uh, 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 race at that point. And I, I just think there's a lot of a lot of folks that didn't think it was going to it was going to consolidate this quickly. Uh, but it shows the strength of Donald Trump. I mean, I, I have to say that the base of the Republican Party um, clearly uh, registered Republican voters clearly um, uh, w- want to see President Trump uh, back in the White House. We you saw that in New Hampshire Uh, You saw it in Iowa as far as the Republican voters that turned out in those states and Republican voters that are being pulled in some of these early states. They're clearly behind Donald Trump. Um, And and that should give Democrats some cause for concern. Uh, It's a turnout battle. I mean, at the end of the day, it's about turnout. And I can tell you right now, Trump voters are going to show up in November. That that much I can promise you. Where independent voters go. Um uh, conservative blue collar Democrats uh, in Pennsylvania and Michigan and some of these other swing states uh, I not uh, we, we don't know yet uh, where, where those voters are going, but I think Trump's got the ability to potentially go get them again.
0: Well, we'll see what happens. It's going to be an interesting race. What are you hearing from some of the upper echelon of the Republican party? I know you can you have connections there what what are they saying?
1: well they' they're, they're, they're can I, I think they see a race that's over. Uh, you, you can it's just, you can see it by the endorsements that are that are coming out for Trump. Uh, that hey, all that all that's really going to happen between uh, now and South Carolina, if Nikki Haley stays in the race, is that a whole lot more money is going to be spent, and um, uh, you're going to you're going to beat up potentially uh, further beat up potentially the, our our presumptive nominee. So I, I I think you can see from a from a national perspective. Um, a consolidation that's already happening with, you know, U.S. Uh, uh, congressional members, senators, uh, governors around the around the country. Uh, at least over the last 24, 48 hours. That's what I'm seeing. I
0: I would like to have a radio station in South Carolina and New Hampshire.
1: Oh, can you believe? Oh, yeah, it's going to be it's going to be a wild 30 days. South Carolina is already a pretty fun place to do politics. Uh, The the next uh, the next month's going to be pretty wild there.
0: I can only imagine. Uh, Tim Scott's from there. He's the senator, sitting senator from South Carolina, and he's 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 for Trump now, and it's going to be interesting, to say the least. It it is it well, is. Let's look in a different direction. You're you're uh, you know looking at a special session. Governor Stitt has called that. What's your reaction? You'll be presiding as that session opens, and and the the first set, I mean the the actual session coming up in February as well. Um, what what are you hearing? And are you supporting yeah, the Governor's what, move to try to cut taxes?
1: Yeah, I, you know, I I do. We we've talked about that a few times, Harold, and I I, I believe that the the state of Oklahoma is well positioned to do uh, a tax cut, uh, a personal income tax cut, g- give uh, Oklahomans some money back. Um, I, I believe we're in a, a good financial position to do that. Is again, as we said, timing's everything. Sometimes uh, in 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 politics, the timing of this is what's interesting uh, because you, you do have. Uh, a state a state senate caucus that would would rather address tax cuts during the regular session, um, and so that we can have a board of equalization meet and certify exactly how much money we do have uh, to uh, uh, to to spend this legislative session. Uh, I think the House uh, it will will quickly pass a tax cut. I mean, I think Charles McCall uh, ha- has um, uh, been pretty pretty open about that that um, Uh, he's going to prepare his caucus to vote in a special session to to pass that tax cut and uh, send it over to the Senate. What the Senate does um, is up for conversation right now. Uh, Will they address it in a special session? Um, If not, I feel pretty confident that uh, once that Board of Equalization uh, report uh, is out and we have an official number, uh, i I feel pretty confident that the Senate will take it up during a regular session if they don't take it up in a special session.
0: You serve on that board it looked really good the the pre preliminary report looked pretty good for for this coming session
1: uh what do you what yeah do you, and, and so? I, it did and and I you know I give the governor some credit there I mean since he's you know he's been in office for five you know five years or so. Um, that certainly has been one of his sticking points is hey we we have to have a rainy day fund uh, we, we can't just spend if we continue to just raise budgets and and uh, and raise that uh, discretionary level and, and just spend and not find ways uh, where we can uh, um, we can put money in a rainy day fund then we're not uh, we're not preparing the state well and We do have a record amount of money in our rainy day fund. uh, And it gives us the ability to do targeted investments as we should. Uh, I'm a believer in making sure that we're investing in our communities around the state of Oklahoma. Uh, Certainly we created that route 66 fund that we've talked about Um, that, that that's one example of, of of somewhere where we're able to invest. Uh, And we have to make sure that we have money uh, for a rainy day because uh, rainy days are always coming. So, Um, The the governor's pretty pretty tenacious about that, but he's going to be pretty tenacious about doing a tax cut now, too.
0: Well, it's interesting because we had Ron Hayes on earlier this morning. He was telling us about the report uh, from Farm Bureau and Steve Thompson that Farm Bureau is not real hot on the idea of the income tax cut because they're concerned it might
1: affect property tax down the line if we need more money. Is that is that yeah. the concern you have? Uh, it, it, you know, probably not short term concern, uh, but but I think what Ron's getting to is, is this need uh, of uh, having a conversation in Oklahoma uh, about a fundamental tax reform conversation, because. You know, we, are, we, we live or die on sales tax as a state. I mean, Harold, you and I have talked about this. And, and, you know, that puts a lot of pressure on communities to be creating sales tax. And if you don't, then it's very difficult to uh, pay for police and fire departments in communities. Uh, and, and I do think it's, it's time in Oklahoma to have a conversation about uh, tax reform. I don't want higher property taxes. That's certainly something we use against Texas. Uh, You know, Texas doesn't have an income tax, but they have very high property taxes. Uh, So, you know, Texas is getting their taxes from somewhere. Uh, And I do think it's time in Oklahoma to kind of have a have a conversation uh, uh, about how we uh, our tax structure in Oklahoma uh, and what can be as competitive as possible to to make sure that our we have plenty of companies looking at, at relocating to Oklahoma and companies, you know, really more importantly than that, companies in Oklahoma that have already chosen to raise their families here and start businesses here, uh, making sure that they have uh, a a tax structure that that, uh, they're happy with Oklahoma and they want to stay here.
0: Well, you deal a lot with people coming to the state, and I'm wondering, uh, you know, our overall tax burden is not that bad. I think we're in the top ten in terms of total tax per capita anyway. Uh, Is it a factor, the income tax, when you're trying to recruit people uh, to the state? I mean, is that a real issue?
1: it's come up with a few of our larger projects. Uh, certainly, I mean, uh, when when, when we are looking at some of these mega projects and uh, thousands of employees, it, it does come up. Yes, and and I, I certainly over the last decade, and frankly, really the last couple of decades, <clears throat> you look at Texas, you look at Tennessee, uh, you look at some of these other states that have no income tax or or a very competitive income tax structure. Arkansas is is, is continually. Uh, continuing to get more competitive when it comes to the income tax. Uh, That's a state that we're competing against now just as much as Texas, uh, uh, because Texas is getting so full that you got companies in Texas looking elsewhere. Uh, So it it does come up, Harold. uh, Certainly quality of life, uh, uh, education issues, uh, workforce. You know, workforce is a really big one uh, that, that I talk to companies about all the time. Uh, companies in Oklahoma and companies looking to relocate to Oklahoma. Uh, so on the value proposition list, it's there. But but there's, yes, there's three or four other issues that uh, are right next to them uh, that are mentioned in the same sentence.
0: I would think if you're, if it's a big company that's looking at putting their hierarchy, the president and the chairman of the board and those types of uh, jobs in Oklahoma, that income tax would be a big factor for those types of positions and yeah. locations.
1: And listen, we're we're getting calls from those companies today. I mean, that that, that Oklahoma wasn't in those rooms a decade ago uh, w- with these companies, these large mega projects. But today we are, and, and some of those projects we're going to win. We're not going to win all of them uh, because it's just too competitive of a of a system. I mean, every state is uh, wants these uh, these huge mega projects. We're, we're talking about thousands, sometimes tens of thousands of employees. Uh, but we're in the room and, uh, and, and, and that's a good place for me because I love being the sales and marketing director for the state. You got to have somebody filling that role. Uh, and eventually we're going to, we're going to deliver on some more big projects, but, but please hear me on this. My, but the focus is existing businesses in our state. Uh, h- how do we help a company in Weatherford hire five, 10 more people? Uh, h- how do we help a company in Altus, uh, hire five, 10, 15 more people? Uh, th- those are the, those are just as big of a wins for us because that helps, again, build the base uh, and, and keep our homegrown talent inside the state of Oklahoma. Uh, Seventy, 75 percent of our time at the Department of Commerce is is helping existing businesses.
0: That, you know, that's really a really good point because sometimes we overlook those people who are right here at home taking care of business and uh, bringing people to work.
1: That's right. Uh, it, 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 but the net the net migration to the middle of the country, though, is happening. It's real. People want to move to the middle of the country. They want to move to more affordable, friendly states. That's Oklahoma. Uh, and that's going to happen over the next decade.
0: I think it's the best-kept secret, and let's, you know, let's not ruin it, right?
1: <laughs> that's right. That's so, right.
0: So uh, what about uh, Route 66? Because that's one thing we have Arkansas doesn't have, and I just want to end our right. this morning with that, because we're in the process – Uh, of approaching the 100th anniversary of Route 66. And being a person that has grown up along Route 66 with business here, man, I'm telling you, it's big.
1: Well, it is big. Half of all the sales tax in our state is collected in in communities that have a strip of Route 66. Let me think about that. Half of all sales tax in the entire state. So it's a really big deal. It's the greatest American road trip in the country. Uh, probably the most famous uh, road in the entire world. Uh, you got international tourists that are in Weatherford probably uh, almost every weekend of the year uh, traveling through Weatherford, spending money, uh, hitting this mother road, as, as, as uh, they call it. So we are making a major investment in Route 66, $6.6 uh, 6 million a year. Uh, will be invested in Route 66 communities. Actually, this year, Harold, we're going to be uh, we're going to be doing thirteen million dollars because we're going to be doing two grant submissions uh, this year one the in the first quarter of this year, uh, we're going to review again grant proposals from communities and award six point six million and then uh, later in the summer, probably the August time frame, uh, we're going to be taking uh, grant submissions from communities again and awarding another six point six million dollars and this this can be projects this could be a, a renovation of a uh, of a historic building. It could be building a new uh, uh, Route 66 attraction because these grants are up to $2 million. Uh, so it is, it's real money uh, that uh, communities, and yes, Weatherford and, and, uh, and all of those communities in western Oklahoma on Route 66 uh, are going to really see the benefit of this. Uh, and, and that means more people stopping and, and spending more money in your communities.
0: We're hoping that that happens. I mean, I mean it's going to be a yeah. great project. It's going to enhance uh, Route Six up sixty-six all up and down
1: the the line from the yeah. And no state, state line, no, both directions. No, of the eight states uh, or so on Route sixty-six in the country, no state's investing the kind of mo- that kind of money uh, in its centennial uh, efforts. Because, as you said, the one hundred year birthdays here in a couple years. Uh, no state yet is really competing with Oklahoma financially when it comes to the investment that's made. And, frankly, no state probably will because, you know, we have more miles of Route 66 than any other state in the country. So we have to invest more money in Route 66 uh, than these other states because some of these states only have, you know, 20, 30 miles. We we got 400 miles, for goodness sake. So and, and the let, longest uh, let, actual well, road
0: right. is right here in the Weatherford area.
1: The, the actual well, it, it's true concrete that's loading. absolutely right that's right yeah the, our western oklahoma uh stretch of route 66 is about as good as anything we have in the state uh and it's some of the best uh blacktop road that we got so uh we'll continue to invest in that infrastructure too that that's something else i've mentioned to your listeners is that you know our oklahoma department of transportation is helping us uh with this centennial and, and with route 66 projects uh, obviously the the pony bridge out there uh was a was a bridgeport. renovation project mm-hmm. yeah bridgeport yeah the bridgeport bridge uh which should you know they're they're ahead of schedule by the way on that project so oh, really uh that oh yes yeah we we uh we look forward to we're gonna be doing a a big ribbon cutting celebration out there um i don't i, I don't want to put a date on it yet because uh tim gatz at odot may be sweating if he was listening to this right now but <laughs> <Yeah>. uh he <laughs> they are uh they are ahead of schedule on that and uh uh, pleased with the historic uh, uh renovation that they were able to help us with there.
0: Governor, thank you for being with us this morning. Appreciate it very much. No, and, and, hey, Governor, no, pre- yeah. I know you're
1: absolutely I this is Les Carroll. I'm here with Harold this morning. I, I just wanted to uh put in a, a, a little plug for that uh Route sixty six deal that's going on. You've got a really fine gentleman here from uh the Hydro Weatherford community, Gary Mall that's on that uh, on on Absolutely. working on that. And uh uh we wish you all the best, sir. Also
0: Darcy Yeck, Century Yeck, the area is on that committee uh-huh. as well. So we've got yep. good representation and we submitted our uh plan from Weatherford yesterday.
1: Good. Excellent, excellent. So well we're gonna be there uh, trying we- at least. It, it, you are, and again, I'm not just saying that Weatherford is helping lead the way you guys know to play to your strengths as a community, and one of one of your many strengths is route sixty six I'll tell you that university that you have too. I couldn't be more proud of of Swazoo and and the economic impact that it's making in this state. I hear it all the time uh, how great of a university. Uh, that Swazoo is, uh, and the talent that you're re- you're recruiting there, because kids want to be on that campus. Absolutely, uh, and it's pretty amazing. It's it is. Uh, and it's it only helps us. It only helps us at a state level.
0: Very good, Governor. Thank yeah. you again, Matt Pannell, hey, Lieutenant Governor of the you. State of Oklahoma. Thank you for being on the show today, and have a great day. Tune in every weekday at 6 a.m. for The Right Time with Harold Wright. Brought to you by Priority Home Medical Equipment on 99.3 News Talk KCLI.